Welcome to Irish Exit Everything. My name is Frank and it's 2019, which means it's no longer 2018. And that's just about the only difference. Now, uh, New Year's is actually my favorite holiday because it gives me a brief feeling of hope that life might get better. But then January 2nd comes around. <laughs> now, uh, I'm actually going to do something a little different in this episode. I'm going to be somewhat positive. Um, I honestly really like New Year's and New Year's resolutions. Um, it really is like a fresh start. And you can reflect on how you behaved the previous year and then tell yourself, okay, don't do that shit anymore. Um, some people argue that New Year's resolutions are dumb because you should be motivated to eat healthier or save money or just be a better person at all times, not just December 31st. But what I say to those people is, how do you know I don't make goals in the middle of April or May? Goals that I will also give up on two weeks later. Don't assume my motivation and subsequent laziness only surface at the beginning of the year. Okay, I'm a garbage human year-round. My goals are never to be a better person. That's just not going to happen. Uh, I only make goals to pass the time. And say what you want about New Year's resolutions, but the science says they work. Well, more than if you wanted to change but didn't make a resolution. Um, there have been studies on the success rate of resolutions, and they've been pretty positive, um, especially in the short run, which makes sense because people get bored after a while. Um, but I read the study back in 1989 that found uh, that of 213 participants who had a New Year's resolution, 77% of them kept their resolution for one week, 55% kept it for one month, and 40% for six months, which is really impressive, right? So, yes, people give up on their resolutions after a week, but a lot of people don't. And uh, the study also found that readiness to change and self-efficacy were good predictors of success, which isn't surprising, right? I mean, if you're ready to change and you believe you can change, then you'll probably make the steps to change. And so I think the takeaway from that study should be if you make a resolution, then you better put on your big boy pants and believe in yourself, goddammit. Yeah. And uh, I must have worn big boy pants all last year because I think 2018 was the first time I actually accomplished all of my goals. Um, let me break it down for you. Goal number one, get a new look. Um, in January of last year, I had shaved my beard down to a goatee. Done. Did I let my beard grow back? Yes, but I still had a new look for like a month. Uh, goal number two, start a podcast. Guess what? You're listening to it right now. Done. And you're welcome. Goal number three, visit three cities I've never been to. Uh, this is sort of an ongoing resolution every year, but in 2018, I went to New Orleans, Memphis, and Indianapolis. Done. Um, that last one, Indianapolis, was kind of in the 11th hour of 2018. Um, I went to Indy on New Year's Eve, but that still counts. And the reason I was there, um, on top of resolutions, uh, New Year's Eve, like I said, is my favorite holiday because um, I have a tradition with my good friends from college that we hang out on New Year's Eve and welcome in the new year together. I know, it's adorable. Um, but that means I get to travel to wherever we decided to celebrate. And this year was Indianapolis and Muncie, Indiana. But uh, I was already headed to the Midwest to be with family for Christmas, so this was a pretty convenient New Year's Eve. Um, except for the part where I had to drive nine hours and then seven hours 
and then two hours, and then four hours, and then another nine hours. But uh, I'm used to that by now. That's a lie, and it's always miserable. But um, typically when I drive for that long, I'll just pick a playlist and jam out for the whole ride. Uh, but this time I decided to try something different. Um, I actually listened to talk radio for nine hours. And the crazy thing about talk radio is when you listen to it for nine hours, you actually learn stuff. Uh, but it's funny because one of the stations I was listening to, um, there was a sports talk show, and one of the hosts was asking about a stat, and nobody knew it. So someone pulled out their phone to look it up, and the guy was like, wow, nobody needs to know anything anymore, not when you can Google everything. Um, you know, he was just really snide about it. And my first reaction to that was, dude, you didn't know it either. Um, and then my second reaction was, well, you don't know until you know. And that's been true since before Google and smartphones and the Internet. You know, if you didn't know something back in the day, you had to go to the library to find a book that maybe had the answer to your question. Um, but that process has been streamlined thanks to Google. And that guy is completely ungrateful for Google. What did Google do to hurt you, sir? Or maybe you're just ordinary because you're on the radio and nobody listens to the radio anymore. Which is really a shame because I will say that I didn't expect to learn anything by listening to talk radio, but I did. For example, I learned that NASA's spacecraft New Horizons discovered a distant ice rock shaped like a peanut. Besides that, they don't really know much else about it right now because it takes the spacecraft 20 months to send the data back to Earth. 20 months. And my family gets upset when I don't text back right away. Um, I also learned that nothing really happens in the government shutdown, except that non-essential employees don't go to work. I don't really know who the non-essential employees are, but if you don't feel valued at your job, how do you think it feels to be told, hey, you're not essential, so don't even bother coming in today, or for the next two weeks? And finally, I also learned about schadenfreude, which is the pleasure you feel at someone else's misfortune. And I've never related to a German word more on such a spiritual level. Schadenfreude is the reason why you laugh when someone trips and face plants before you ask them if they're okay. Schadenfreude is why you smile when your coworker gets yelled at. Schadenfreude is why you roast your friends when they fuck up. It just feels good to see other people suffer. It's one step below sadism. You don't want them to actually get physically hurt. You just want them to regret everything they've done in life. Listen, misery truly loves company and if we're being honest, we're all miserable, so it's completely natural to feel schadenfreude. So let your friends declare their New Year's resolutions on social media. Let them think they have the ability to accomplish something, be a better person. Because thanks to schadenfreude, it'll be that much more delightful when they ultimately fail. So what about you? Well, that brings me to my self-help advice. Irish exit the same bullshit resolutions. Forget weight loss, forget drinking less, forget saving money. Remember, resolutions are more successful in the short run, and weight loss and saving money takes time. That's why people give up on them. They don't see progress right away. So switch it up. Have some fun. Do what I do and travel to new cities or even other countries. Start a tradition with your friends. Go back to school or start a new business. See how much money you can spend before you lose your house. And if at the end of the year you feel like you fucked yourself financially, you can always start saving money in 2020. Well, at least for the first week. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a resolution to join me next time. Irish. Exit. Everything. Irish. Exit. Everything.